0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Creating Your Own Path podcast. I'm your host, Jen Snyder, and as always, you can listen to the show on iTunes or the Stitcher app. You can also catch two new episodes each month at jenniferesnyder.com. Today, we're actually recording from the studio of two of my favorite Sacramento-based artists, uh, Sophia LeChin and Hennessy Christoffel. Together, they make up L.C. mural and design, and they specialize in public art, murals, and installations. And trust me when I tell you, they are really good at their jobs. Wow. (laughs) Two years ago, in fact, and correct me if I'm wrong, two years ago, they unveiled a huge project, um, which we were actually talking about before, uh, we started recording today, um, and it's a kinetic art installation on a 14,000 square foot water tank in East Davis. And for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, Davis is situated just West of Sacramento and the water tank sits in a field that can be seen from interstate 80, um, I spend quite a bit of time in Davis and on I-80, and so I see the structure regularly and I'm always so amazed um, by how beautiful and interesting you guys were able to make a water tank. Thank you. (laughs) That's something. Um, And so I'm really excited to have you both on the show today. So welcome, you guys.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So um, I kind of want to start at the beginning uh, and... I wanna know what you were like as children and whether mm-hmm. or not you were encouraged to be creative.
1: It was very so, friendly <laughs> yeah. and very creative. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was a little shyer, but I was also creative. Okay.
0: Um and like for your parents mm-hmm. what was your parents like? Were they kind of creating a, a creative
2: They were atmosphere? creative? I was doing it. Yeah, we okay. we both come from Artistic families. My mom is an artist and my dad is a scientist. Okay. So they, but you know, less the math type of science and more the, uh, you know, ecosystems, bigger picture right. science. Okay. So um, I was raised in a family that was very much all about nature and art. And the fact that I was really on that path of just wanting to draw and paint and. Make things all the time. That was always very encouraged in my house. That's awesome. What mm-hmm. about you, Sophia?
1: I grew up. I remember one of my first, like, favorite possessions was this pretty big box of colored pencils. It was like a briefcase style thing nice. that I would walk around just town. Have that? Yeah, with like this big colored pencil can't box carried around. I like now. Excuse but me, and then so just start classy. drawing. <laughs> I just, I always, always, always painted and drew. And I remember. I mean, my. Parents uh, are entrepreneurs. They okay. have their own photography business and they work okay. as a team. And so I was not only lucky enough to grow up creating, but I was also lucky enough to grow up with an example of how to be a successful business person as a creator. That's really valuable. Yeah, it was, it, I feel really, really lucky. Really valuable. Um, okay, so have you
0: guys always, and this is because I don't know, I just Mm -hmm. know you guys as, as the artists. So, um, have you always kind of walked the path of artists and business owner, or did you ever have like the nine to five job at any point? Kind of walk us through your path a little bit. Whoever wants to start first.
1: I had nine to fivers in high school. Um, And then, like, you know, the Jamba Juice smoothie job and stuff like that. But then in college, um, I decided that I wanted to be an artist. Um, I studied abroad in Italy. And when I was living there, I feel like I got a window into how important art is for daily life. Mm -hmm. And it's not as much as it's not as prevalent here. Um, in the United States, as it is in Italy, but it's really, like, stressed that things must be beautiful to enjoy them. And doesn't it doesn't have to be beautiful in a stereotypical way. But right. once I got that message and I was living in that kind of culture, mm-hmm. I decided this is going to be my work. Okay. And um, I came back and um, worked for just a bit, um, kind of odd hours at a gallery to get kind of a sense of what the art scene was like here. Okay. Um, and then started the business. So I never really did work for someone else in the traditional... Traditional sense, okay. Um, so, were you guys both born
0: in the Sacramento
2: area?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So you're yeah. you're local. Okay. Yeah. Total okay. locals. Yeah. So, what about your your path?
2: I never had a like a real nine to five job. I okay. Would, out of high school worked at a bakery for a year. Okay. That was kind of my most traditional job, but it okay. wasn't like I was, you know, really going places. When, and that was my career path. Sure. Um, I you just loved
1: cakes. Though. I did. Well, who doesn't you know? Love cakes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I actually, I actually
2: wanted, I specifically wanted a job that wasn't really an art job. Okay. Um, because I felt like, you know, I had been in this art bubble in college studying art making things and I wanted to kind of try something else I kind of had these these vague visions of wanting to have a bakery someday or something so I was kind of interested in the business side of it okay um but after about a year realized that the creativity level was way too low yeah. and baker's hours are nuts too right yes. do not you well, have to get it well i didn't actually bake
1: okay. i just sold the baked <laughs> okay <shit. laughs> you just got to eat the baked goods and i eat the, eat just slanged the, the the scones scone. once oh, okay. didn't turn out perfectly yeah. <laughs> um
2: so okay. yeah i okay. you know i was kind of i was lucky enough that after about a year of that Things organically started to happen with our business, and so I didn't have to spend much time pursuing other
0: things. things. Yeah, amazing. So, um, when did you guys kind of create your partnership? Two
1: thousand eight is kind of our official start date. We were Mm painting, so we painted our first mural together in two thousand six, and it was um, for a. Is that right? Two thousand six? You're looking at me. I could see you. Okay, two thousand seven. we got asked we were asked to paint a mural and we had never painted a mural and okay. the business owner said, you know, here's a wall and mm-hmm. I, I'm going to let you have whatever you whatever you want to do you can do wow. and we did it and uh, it turned out terribly. We never reveal the destination of this first mural. <laughs> I will never tell you. Um but it's, it's Does anyone know? No one knows. <laughs> Um it's because it's 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 one of those things that neural you can be an artist great in the studio and then the whole challenge of translating your work to the outside realm in terms mm-hmm. of scale, especially, mm-hmm. it's really a challenge. Well and the materials one. we were just talking about before yeah. we started recording. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: um okay.
0: Yeah. So um okay, let's see. So As I mentioned, your, um, work can be seen all over Sacramento Mm -hmm. and beyond. And I love that I get to drive and walk by some of your pieces on a regular basis. Uh, but what draws you to public art? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I guess what makes you say, sure, we'll create something for a 14,000 square foot water tank. Like such
1: a good challenge. Okay. And I feel Mm -hmm. like for any artist, um, I don't know what's wrong with artists, but I don't feel like we are ever satisfied unless we feel like something is too hard. Okay. It's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be confident in the result if it Mm -hmm. wasn't extremely hard to get there and fun along the way, but it's, I, we look for challenges and I think like painting in terms of scale and in terms of, you know, you have such a broad audience when you're painting for the public, Mm -hmm. um, those are really appealing qualities. Okay. Um, it changes everything. It changes the work. Um, it changes how you think of the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I can't, I don't know, it, it just really taps into a different part of myself when I paint in the studio versus outside. I love the, uh, the interaction that we get to have with the, the landscape and the people who walk by. And just kind of the constant feedback from the environment Let's is, talk is about really interesting. I want to talk mm-hmm. about the people. Love the people.
0: Who walk by? Do you ever get like
1: yes. angry people? We get all kinds. Do you get of happy people. people? We get mostly happy mostly people. Okay, oh. good. I like that. People. We were painting a mural in San Francisco, and they're a classy bunch. <laughs> they <laughs> brought us a couple really nice bottles of wine, what? a couple of people down the street, and we're no, just we got a lot of uh, people saying you know,
2: oh, thank you so much. And we're like, oh, thank you. They're like, no, no,
1: thank you. Yeah. Okay. We'll yeah. take it. <laughs> people, yeah. People love the process of painting in public is really cool for people because a lot of times that's what you think of as kind of behind closed doors where, sure. you know, you paint and no one really knows what happens when you paint. They mm-hmm. don't see the whole process, mm-hmm. but when you're painting in public, people see it through all the phases yep. and they bring their kids by to watch it or they, they watch it. They get to you know, usually it's on their daily path. Those are right. the people who see it progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> it changes their daily path. People have c- talked to us about Same Sun, the water tank, mm-hmm. and said, I specifically look forward to that point in my day when oh. I get to drive that piece, drive by that piece. Mm-hmm. It means a lot to me to see that. Yeah. It um, has to be
2: heartwarming in a lot of ways. That it people is
1: heartwarming. Would...
2: I think to me that's one of the biggest things that yeah. draws me to working in public is the fact that we have – the chance of being a part of somebody's daily life mm-hmm. and maybe just making it a little bit better. Right. it's like, I mean, even when I was working at that bakery and it was, you know, it, I was very aware of the fact that I interacted with a lot Mm -hmm. of people in a very small way every day Mm -hmm. and that if that interaction was positive for that person, that's just like I'm like chipping away a little bit. And that's how I feel about some of the pieces we make. It's like somebody sees it just for a second out Mm -hmm. of their day and that makes it a second that they kind of stop and think about something and kind of are a little bit more conscious and present of uh, what they're doing Sure. That's uh, that's like I feel like that's a good contribution. Absolutely. And
1: it's like we our style is. I mean, we both studied art. We are, we're kind of traditional. We don't use um, spray paint. We everything is a brush mural most of the time. I mean, we we can integrate other. We paint with brooms sometimes, to be honest. Whoa. But um, we we just I did like, <laughs> Make it sound like witches. <laughs> well, we love the way fine art looks like an abstract painting mm-hmm. looks, um, in nature and we love how it looks in an urban gritty environment. Mm-hmm. I think the way that the world makes art look right. is really important and really interesting Okay, as a designer.
0: So that kind of leads into my follow-up a little bit. Um, and I don't know kind of the percentage of your, workload, it, you know, wh- how much of it is public art versus how much of it ends up maybe in a private space or a gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious, is there a difference between how you approach? I'm assuming there's oh, a yeah. difference, a huge difference, because if it's going to be hanging on a white wall, well, does that...
1: Well, it, it changed. The input is different. Okay. So it's like, I mean, we're, we deal with all sorts of different projects. There's the project where, um, you know, a law office needs a something interesting in their conference room. Right. It's a beautiful, minimal, modern, redesigned conference room. They need something. They need a focal point. So we meet with them. We get to know what it is that they want. Right. What, most importantly, what do they want to feel like when they're with the piece? Okay. And if we can get that out of them, then we, you know, come up with three of our best ideas. And okay. we say, these are the options that you have. These are all great options. What do you like? choose one and we develop that. Okay. That's the same step system with all of our pieces. Right. But what's different is the input. Um because I think, you know, with an individual in a space mm-hmm. in we don't really do residential, we do okay. commercial. So an individual in a law office, let's say, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more narrowed down just because we're working with an individual whereas for this project for you know the farmer's market in sacramento bright underbelly or Mm -hmm. contagious color for the 12th street underpass we're thinking about 70,000 people driving through that underpass right so it's harder to narrow that down there's not one person who's telling us this is how i want to feel and can you
0: since you're already talking about those projects can you tell us what the process is a little bit Mm -hmm. um for working with the city and working with other agencies to try and make those happen
2: uh, well, it, it's 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 different for the two projects. With the the one we started first was Contagious Color at the 12th Street Underpass, and that is a city-owned site, and so we um, have been working with the city, going working through the Arts Commission to approve the piece. Um, we've also been working with, you know, RT Public Works. Um, oh yeah, RT yes. Regional Transit. Yeah, that's
1: right. And yes. Yes. i Mansion Flat Neighborhood Association, the River District. Basically, any community leaders were working with them, and it's because you know we we have gone about this in a very original way. That there's no real um, there's no guideline. For this. Yeah, there's no protocol for the way we're approaching this project. This is a public site that we thought could be better and we knew it and we could visualize it we saw it and so once we realized that and every day we passed through that tunnel we're like god this has got to change so we just created the project created the design fundraised on our own and um make the right connections go out and meet the right people get the right people excited which is pretty much everyone is the right person in yeah. this case sure um and and that's how we're making that one happen amazing um, right under right
2: underbelly is you know we're we're working with someone we're working with Trey Borden who's doing who's sort of our project manager okay. and doing the uh, fund fundraising and um, kind of the marketing for that project. Okay. That one is um, is owned by Caltrans the site right, and so he's you know really working with them a lot to um, approve the whole process, and we have been approved to be part of a pilot project because they, you know, like she was saying, they really don't have uh, guidelines right. for things like this. You well, know? and just
0: for those who are listening, can you tell us about Bright Underbelly just a little bit? Because it, it's basically the underside yeah. of a, a freeway. It's over- an underbelly. Passing, it's not right? an
1: underside. Under no, <laughs> It's an underbelly. <laughs> underbelly. And we, we... I do like that better. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it sort of expresses what it's like. Um, yeah, sure. But it's a project that will cover 70,000 square feet of concrete. Mm-hmm. So it's the ceiling, it's the underbelly of the freeway, and it's the location of the largest farmer's market in California. So it's, it's a huge gathering place mm-hmm. for a really diverse group of people. The right. location, it's right next to Southside Park, right off of Broadway. It's in this really interesting like intersection of cultures and um, perspectives, mm-hmm. and, and it's this place where people bring this beautiful produce from our region into one place um, every Sunday. Yeah. Oldest, I think it's the, the most established farmers market, definitely in Sacramento. Yeah, it's eighty five. Yeah. It was. It's definitely 80, a fan yeah. favorite. I it's, mean, oh, it's it's number one. I can go and see everybody.
0: <laughs> it's biggest
1: one in California, so yeah. it's like it's 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 a it's a stable part of our community, and we sure. wanted to formalize it and. Make it um, more of a gathering place. Just kind of emphasize the momentum and the energy that's already happening there, mm-hmm. and give the people and the produce and the life a beautiful environment to continue to do what they're doing in. Okay.
2: So the the design mm-hmm. that we created, it was we were very conscious of the fact that uh, I mean the the ceiling is only about fifteen or sixteen feet above you, so it's not it's not this really tall vast it's space. Small. It's uh, So we, we knew that we wanted to make something that would feel very light and airy and open <clears throat> under there. And so that's why the majority of what's painted on the ceiling is just this kind of bright sky blue. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, it creates this feeling like you're looking up through the concrete to the sky and the pillars that hold up the structure kind of become these tree trunks. And it there's sort of uh, representations of, Uh, cycles of nature. We have kind of macro to micro. Uh, We've got sort of the lunar cycle that's represented and all the way down to, you know, bees collecting and swarming in the spring and pollinating the different trees. And so it's really about these kind of big cycles that stir the seasons and our lives. It's so exciting. I can't wait to see that
0: actually come to life.
1: me neither. (laughs) I I mean, um, you know, no rush or anything. (laughs) I can't wait to get started, really. I'm really excited about that transformation. We're going to begin that. um, We're still in kind of the approval process for Caltrans. And um, so the the, the start date is a little bit um, hard to pin down exactly, but it will be in September. Okay. most likely September. Yeah, yeah. And we, we, we estimate wanna. it'll take like three months.
2: Okay. Yeah, so we so. want to complete it this year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's
0: impressive. Yeah. And exciting. I for for really. any sacramentum, that is very exciting. Because yeah. you're talking about two places that are, nah, mm-hmm. or... Not so great.
1: (laughs) Or, yeah, especially the tunnel. Flat out, not so great. Right. Um,
0: And turning them into something beautiful. And that's really exciting. Because there are beautiful
1: qualities Mm -hmm. in terms of both of those sites. Like for the farmer's market, when the light is really beautiful, it's not a direct light. So we're going to be working, we're going to have little hints of gold leaf in places that will really pick up kind of a sparkle. And we want it to feel magical. I like that. I think a lot of times that's kind of what naturally happens Mm -hmm. when you put art in sort of an unexpected place. Sure. It makes you feel a mm-hmm. little magical. Yeah. Um, but we really are emphasizing that with this piece. Oh, I'm excited.
0: Um, okay. So I'm going to turn the page just a little bit, um, and talk about the business side of being creative. So you both talked about that, that mm-hmm. you were into the business side of things. Um, and so I know it can be tough to balance all the sides. You've got, you know, your creative, side of things. So you're, you know, planning these huge projects, but then you've got to fundraise and then you probably have to do your taxes sometimes and yes. you have to do, you know what I mean? You've got to do all the stuff that comes along with being a business owner. And then somewhere in there, you've got to have a life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So there's that. Um, you should,
2: you know, you should can yes, if
0: you can, yeah. <laughs> you can. <laughs> you should try. <laughs> and well, so I want to know how this balance, how you guys make this work. Do you make it work? What's the reality of it for you?
2: I think a big part of it, I I mean I just flat out would not have this business on my own. Okay. I um I really like aspects of the business. Mm-hmm. I like um I mean I kind of it's sort of refreshing to me to update our quickbooks account and fill out some paperwork to me that really balances out with all right with
0: all of that you can come over to my stuff. place next friday
2: because
1: you I just like the noise that. that it makes when you hit the input button no. No, that or whatever you like that that's refreshing too. how does
0: my quickbooks not make that noise or that <laughs> noise yeah. it'll it. oh. make
1: you like
2: it okay okay um but so i mean there are there are definitely aspects of the business that uh I enjoy a bit more and I feel like kind of mentally balance me out with all of the creative work that we do. Okay. And then, you know, I really need someone who can do a lot of the communication with people. Okay. And so that's something that I feel like uh, with our partnership, we're mm-hmm. able to sort of balance each other um, so that we can have different skills that come together that right. make the business happen. And, and that's
1: something we didn't know right away. I mean, when we first started, we were, we were both trying to kind of split up everything. Like not into categories, but more into the like workload. It's like, okay, we have twenty people to contact. I'm going to contact ten. You're going right. to contact like ten. Even, even
0: across the board, right?
1: Yeah. And it's it really is way more efficient mm-hmm. if you recognize what your natural skills are mm-hmm. and then sort of create your own job description right. within that broader umbrella. Of, These are the things that need to happen. Yeah, you know, this is our five year plan. This is our two year plan. Mm-hmm. This is our financial goal for the year. Right. And these are the ways that we're both working individually from the business side to make it happen. Yes. And so for me, like Hennessy was saying, I really, I, I like being a part of the community and knowing the people who really care about mm-hmm. art in, in Sacramento. Um, I also like the fact that I feel I can see, I can visualize our business mm-hmm. as a lasting, permanent thing as a lasting permanent entity. That's and really the powerful. fact that I can visualize that, mm-hmm. I almost am willing to do anything. And it's not comfortable. It's not like it's so super comfortable for me to right. You know, I hate presenting. I really hate presenting, but we present almost every day for a while. I love presenting. She loves presenting, I hate presenting. She doesn't like small talk one-on-one. I love small talk one-on-one. Okay. So it's and then those actually interestingly enough, those business personalities translate into our art. Okay. So like she's detail, I'm big picture. And that's oh. sort of how we operate. Okay. Um, I think we're pretty lucky that yeah. we were able to find a partner that balances. And I would say that's the key. It's right. like if you're going to be in a partnership, make sure you're not too yangs. Right. Don't be too oxen. <laughs> we are two oxen yeah but not really that's the sign but that's not the actual feeling that you get you know you're, okay, not, you're okay, not an okay. ox you're okay you okay. would never identify we're both, as we're about the year of the ox we're hard working that's what that means yeah i okay, mean well
2: that <laughs> advice was <is> bullshit so <laughs> but no yeah you don't want to be too yet i think that was
0: that, was that a is a good hint. that's In- the point i have um so on this podcast my my first episode actually i interviewed a married couple who were also business partners. Yeah. And um, we were joking about how, you know, business partners, they always say they're like an old married couple Yeah. yeah. anyway, because you, you're together <laughs> so often. And we were actually joking about that before this podcast started. So, um, you know, you can finish each other's sentences yeah. probably some of the time. And, um, and so it, it is good that you have those personalities yeah. that work well together and can complement each other so that you're not yeah. both trying to do the same thing and having part of your business fall to the side. Right. You
1: know, I feel like the most important thing is to be really busy and be really active Mm -hmm. in pursuing your specific goals. Okay. Like we are miserable when we don't have specific goals. Our business does not function well. And we, we recognize that. So whenever it's been hard, like last year was hard. This year is packed and that's how it is. Mm -hmm. I know that because I grew up watching my parents run a business. That's how it is for them. I Mm -hmm. think everyone would say that. And you just have to kind of be working towards a bigger goal incrementally. Right. It's like any relationship or sure. any big challenge. It's the same, same steps. Okay. I mean, I think that's why it's
2: important for us to um, kind of begin taking on these projects that are mm-hmm. created by us. Mm-hmm. Because that's really what, you know, if, we're, if we don't have a packed schedule that we hate that. Yeah. That yeah we're creating
1: projects. That's what yeah. we're going to be doing. Yeah. We're not so going to be like watching TV. You why? know, sitting
0: there waiting for the call to come. No, yeah. never,
1: never. Right. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's actually really good. Good advice. No, you can't wait for that. You can't wait for anyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Even yourself. Well,
0: I'm kind of getting into the, the portion of this podcast where I, I, I kind of ask these questions every episode mm-hmm. because I like to get the different answers from people. Yeah. So, um, this, this first question is, what inspires your creativity? You know, people, places, things, experiences. What influences you when you're creating?
1: Hmm. I mean, I feel like it's a big combination. Okay. Um, and different things influence me at different moments. I work on a very gut instinctual level. Okay. Um, so it's almost hard for me to pin down what my influences are. Because everything, you walk through the world and everything comes into you and you don't really notice it. Um, someone might have smiled at you mm-hmm. instead of frown and that might have changed uh, the way you paint that day. Um, I feel like, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> I don't good know though. the answer because it's so internally driven um, by kind of these abstract externals. So it sounds... Right. Complicated, but I think it's a combination of environment um, and my feelings. Okay.
0: And music. Okay. Yeah. Music is good. What kind of music do you guys listen to? Do you I jam love out music. when you're.
2: I
1: jam hard, okay. jams.
2: I mostly listen to podcasts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. Mm-hmm. Good answer.
1: <laughs> yeah. My dad's a jazz musician, too, oh, as well as a photographer. Okay. So I grew up with music as a constant, also. Okay. So music is really important to my creative process. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I like it. And then, I mean, she kind of
2: talked a little bit about the way that we work on projects, where mm-hmm. it's really about absorbing as much information about a place and the people and right. the, the sights and sounds and smells that surround it as possible. And then, I don't know, I feel like when something really good comes out, it comes from a different place mm-hmm. because you get all this information mm-hmm. and all these. you do all this thinking. It's like data We point lay around, right you know, we like lay around on the floor, like,
1: Thinking and researching. Then we, yeah, and then yeah. we like
2: go and sit somewhere else and think some more and it's it's this very tedious process. And
1: it looks like we're not doing it much from like the outside most when we're Because your brain is
2: doing all the hard work. And it can be so frustrating <laughs> because true. you can work all day mm-hmm. and then not have anything at the end right. of that day. But it's in there somewhere right. and one day it comes out and you don't quite know where it came from.
1: You just have to absorb. You yeah. have to be working at absorbing. to be open you have to be open and you have to seek it out you have to seek out the information seek out what's happening seek out new color combinations Mm -hmm. seek it out immerse yourself in what your problem is that Mm -hmm. you're trying to solve Mm -hmm. the problem being like what's the best design and once you immerse yourself then it like bakes a doesn't make a design cake, cake? <laughs> in your brain? Man, I was doing so well. It, <laughs> okay. it really—I know what you mean, it, though. It really comes out of a special place. Yeah, I think you're it right. It's a different part of your brain, actually. It's the back of your brain. It's the part of your brain that doesn't filter everything. That's the good. It part. doesn't. It doesn't give <laughs> you the basically mm-hmm. like this is the summary of what you're perceiving. It gives you right. the details. It gives you the part of a song that makes you cry. Right. You can't. It gives. Find you that any other way. The design cake. But I will no, say, I think I, think, I
2: know for me, and I think, I know that this is a big inspiration for you too. We always look to nature for mm, inspiration. Yeah. And I mean, I think especially, I mean, for anything that you make, mm. um, but especially for uh, artwork that's out in the public, that's right. su- you know supposed to be there forever, mm-hmm. basically. It has to be really timeless, Mm -hmm. and obviously nature is the thing that is sort of the most timeless. It's, like, around us all the time. Mm -hmm. It's kind of that grounding point. Sure.
1: And the other thing that really inspires me is color. That I feel like is what I'm most interested in. Out of any, like, if you were to break it down, I would say that is what I could not live without. Okay. And it's, and I think that's why nature is so important because it gives you these like extremely mm-hmm. nuanced, sophisticated, like, I mean, it's like, you can't beat it, but I just Wait, want I know to, we keep
0: trying to recreate it. Right? I know, but <laughs> I
1: just, I want, I want to capture some of it mm-hmm. and then give it to people where maybe it's not there. I like that. That's good. Yeah. That's a good goal. You should write that somewhere. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Get that. Put it somewhere.
0: Right. It yeah. <laughs> Post-it note somewhere. Do that. It's good. Well, maybe I'll steal it and I'll put it somewhere. Okay. I think it's great. It's yours. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So, if you had one bit of advice to give someone looking to start Everyone. a creative business, I know you can have two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to know what that advice would be. So, somebody who's looking any any creative business, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be right. An artist, but. <gasps>
1: I mean it's so important to surround yourself with people who want you to do that. Because it takes your whole life. Right. It, right. Like you were saying it's it's a balance, but mm-hmm. really it's ways of working that career into your life Correct. in a way that it's the same. Mm-hmm. And I think that I feel like if I was surrounded by people who didn't believe in what I was doing, I don't think that I would be as successful. I think it's really important to surround yourself with people who are constantly saying like you did a great job or right. I don't think that's right mm-hmm. or you know you need a support system Right. and so make sure you have that that's before really you start a business. I mean you, you, you'll know you'll right. know if you have that. I mean it's not something you can like go interview people on the street for. No. Would you like to support me? <laughs> you, that won't give, work. Give
2: me a pat on the back every now yeah. and again. Yeah,
1: but I think that that's I think that's one of the most important things. That's really good advice.
2: I mean, I don't know. I think that this is, I don't know how fair this is to say, because when we started, you know, we were young and it was just really fun and it was flowing, but, you know, neither of us had this idea that we were going to do something else. Like we were both very focused on what we were doing Mm -hmm. and we didn't have other jobs no backup plan. No, this is it. We didn't have a backup plan and we didn't have other things that were, you know, sucking off all of our time. Right. right. I mean, that, you know, that's easy for us because, you know, we don't have our own families and right, all of yeah, these Yeah, we things. were in a
1: primo position to we start were, a business. We
2: were. So, you know, I feel like, you know, it's kind of not the most fair advice, but, you know, that's a big piece that I think led to our success is that we were dedicated to it from the beginning mm-hmm. and we didn't have a plan B. Right.
1: What I also think that I will add to that as an extremely important part about having successful business is once that fun part and that sort of, oh, let me give you press because you're young and you're new and you're like 21 and it's cool press. Mm -hmm. Once that wears off. That honeymoon phase. The honeymoon phase of Mm -hmm. having your own business. Mm -hmm. That's when most people say, I don't want to do this. Are mm-hmm. you kidding? This is ridiculously hard. Nobody's it's taking too many hours. Yeah. I'm not getting paid. Mm-hmm. That's when you have to work the hardest. Yeah. And and I think that that happens after like maybe, I don't know, this is our sixth year of business. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've read and like heard that after five years is really when you start to decide like is this going to be a permanent like fixture of the art world or is this going to, you know, do we need to do something else? Right. And so you have to constantly be reiterating in your mind that this is your job, right? This isn't fun. This is your job. (laughs) Yeah. This is a business. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. It's really good advice.
0: Um, okay. So this is one of my, my favorites, Mm -hmm. um, to ask, and it can be pie in the sky. It's a pie in the, pie in the sky question. If you weren't doing what you're currently doing, what would you be doing instead?
1: Do you have special talents that we don't have now? Or is this like with your set talents? Let's not do se- no like superhero
0: stuff. <laughs> Why? I, mean, I mean, I
1: wasn't going to be that unrealistic. Like
0: flying without the airplane? Right. No, okay. I mean, I mean, career-wise, okay. with your mm-hmm. with your set talents, but like, let's say your life went in a different direction. My friend makes jewelry. She said, I would probably want to be a backup dancer for Beyonce. I said, oh, man. rock on with your but bad self. I so
1: <laughs> many things like that. I, I, <laughs> that's one of them. Okay. I would love to be some kind of dancer, singer, performer. Okay. Um, but you don't like presenting. No, uh huh. No, I grew up different. playing. I grew up playing classical guitar, okay. and I I would almost like vomit over before every recital. Oh my gosh. But I love I love it so much, okay. and so I would I would probably do that, or I would be a personal trainer. Okay, I love pushing people to the point of extreme exhaustion. <laughs> okay, I do. Um, I I would be an
2: art therapist. Um, okay, I. I, I volunteer with a art therapist organization, and I really like to see because I mean it's it's cool because with our business we see sort of this macro of effect of mm-hmm. art in places, mm-hmm. and I mean it, it's kind of a, a cheat of an answer because it's kind of a similar thing, but yeah, on art a very is still small on the
1: word. But
2: but I'm not making the art. Mm-hmm. I'm the, I'm a therapist of the arts. I'll take it. Um, and yeah, it's sort of a, a similar phenomenon but on a on a small, very intimate scale and I really I really I enjoy like that. that.
1: Okay. I also I think something I considered in my mind mm-hmm. that um I didn't pursue would I, would I would love to do something in fashion. Like okay. I kind of dabble in that with the jewelry and the the little paintings that you can wear, but I feel like fashion, I love the intersection of like the practical plus the art, I yeah. think that, but that's see. I'm just doing that because you you got to do an art answers. So
0: really <laughs> well, let's too. talk about that. So, because um, I didn't realize that about the the art therapy thing, and so you have the jewelry that you do, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. do you guys have a
1: lot of projects that you don't work on together, or yeah, I wouldn't say a lot because we don't have very much yeah. time. Okay, but um, yeah, I do big abstract paintings, mm-hmm. and then I make jewelry out of those paintings. Okay. And I've been doing the jewelry part for two years or so, three years, and then the painting part forever, for my whole life. And then
2: I do handmade cards that go along with her jewelry. Okay. And then a lot of calligraphy. Um, as my friends have been getting married, I've been doing a lot of invitations oh, okay. and wedding calligraphy mm-hmm. and things like that. I had... Uh, some bridal shower
0: invitations. I probably should have had you. (laughs) My handwriting is not great. So mm -hmm. they're going to go, oh, a kindergartner sent (laughs) us. That's not appropriate. (laughs) She shouldn't be getting married. (laughs) Super strange. So yeah, I probably should have, uh, should have talked to you, (laughs) but I did not. Um, So, okay. So we kind of already, I usually try to talk about like your upcoming projects, but we kind of talked about that already, but that's okay. Um, And so, I guess I'll kind of switch this question around a little bit. Where do you guys see yours? You talked about a five-year plan. Mm. I know. I'm sorry. I'm going to ask such it. a hard question. It is. Okay. Let's do two years out.
1: I mean, that's hard too, man. <laughs> no, we know I'm, I'm, we know, but it's just one of those things that's so, um, it's so hard to predict. Of course. But yeah, yeah it's like, I think, sorry, I, well, I, I guess continue. what are your
0: hopes? For, the, for your business for yeah. the next two years. I guess that would be a better question. I'm not predicting where you're going to be or what you're going to be doing, but what, what do you hope will either continue or new things that might come down the line?
1: I hope that we get to have the pleasure of coming in contact with clients and people that we work with and collaborate with who really believe and know how important good art is for a culture.
0: That's a good answer.
1: And...
2: I, I mean, Sacramento has been our, our, our home base and it's been our incubator and it's been an amazing place to start. But I think, you know, after talking about how much our work is influenced by mm-hmm. the site, mm-hmm. I really want to work in different places that have different sure. nature, different surroundings, mm-hmm. different, you know, influences because that is so much a part of what we do that sure. I'm just dying to do public art in new places like as many places as possible (laughs) and I
1: I think that another goal of ours in the next few years is to really build up this um, network Mm -hmm. of people that we can collaborate with in other mediums. so we have like this excellent metal studio we Mm -hmm. have this excellent textile studio I think we we think of ourselves as designers Mm -hmm. first and painters second. I would say, do you oh, agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. It's most important that the design is solid and provokes, um, you know, it, the design is the most important part of what you're making. And so if you can design something that is meaningful and real and affects people, mm-hmm. then you can really translate that into almost any medium, I think. Okay. So it's not so much that we're painters; it's more that we're designers. And so I think um, in two years I want to have like a great team and be able to tackle lots of different kinds of projects and in um, different ways. Have a home mm-hmm. base here with this beautiful studio like we have, and mm-hmm. and be able to travel and work with this team. Um, just kind of adding color and life to different spaces wherever you can. Wherever I like you that. Can. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So are you?
0: looking into that at all, the, the traveling part of it, you know? We just did our first the show on the in road. L.A. Oh, you
1: did? Yeah. It we're was a new, LA. we were actually, it was a new thing, because another goal of ours, um, kind of talking two to five years, is we really want a product line. Oh. Um, because we want something, I think as a business person, mm-hmm. a business person speaking, we want to have something that's working for us. Absolutely. Everything we make is from our hands, right? Yeah, we we really slave away for every dollar. Right. Absolutely, we really do, and yeah. we're going to be old someday. Yeah. yeah, I have to really recognize that, and um, we want a product line, and so. We just did this job in LA that we worked with an interior designer in Venice, in Venice Beach. Oh, interesting! And we created um, these designs um, for her client of uh, hand-painted wallpaper. Whoa! So we did we did a lot of iterations because this was our first. Um, this is our first experience doing anything I just like got this. Got goosebumps.
0: Wallpaper is awesome. You like wallpaper? Well, it's interesting. <laughs> the it the is. process of making. Hand paint this. Okay, keep going. You're
2: hand painting wallpaper. I'm sorry. I'm like blown don't away. I
1: do. So I am <laughs> blown this was,
2: away. This was actually without the paper. So we yeah. just went and it's basically like. We just painted on, on the wall. It, oh, okay. But sorry. it has that. But I you was know. like, wait, it's like, with patterns st- and stuff? It's a stepping stone to <gasps> creating a wallpaper. It paper could be. Yeah. Product. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. would yeah. be amazing.
1: And it was a really fun experience yeah. because it's like a, it's an interesting, again, it's an interesting mix yeah. of fine art and practical design. Yeah. You like need to live with this. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, again, it's different, um, a different approach, different considerations, right. but very similar. Yeah. I think we have a perspective that a lot of people would want to live with. Um, I think yep. we, can, we I could we could kind of <laughs> develop that. And, and so that's definitely one of our goals to have a line. Oh, I love that. Wall okay. Paper, you know, we love walls, so. Yeah. Well, they're Maybe. kind of a big Especially deal when you're
0: a <laughs> major. <makes> <laughs> Okay, well, we will keep an eye out for all of that stuff. Um, sadly we're out of time. So, I'm going to kind of wrap it up, but for those of you listening, I will be sure to link up to everything we mentioned in the show um, in the show notes over on the journal. Um, and in the meantime, you can see more of Sophia and Hennessy's work at lcmuralanddesign.com. And thank you so much you guys for being thank on you. the show thank and thank you. you for inviting me to your studio. It's beautiful.
1: Anytime. It's beautiful. Anytime. Um, uh,
0: once again, you can listen to this podcast on the web at e. com on the Stitcher app and over on iTunes. If you've enjoyed these episodes, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.